0: A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some father beans and a nice candy. You, 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 choose me? I choose violence. Come on, let's get in the character. <laughs> 175 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I'm your host, Patrick but You can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. We are here in uh, Magenta Manor in the Pat Cave, and we are brought to you by both uh, Deadly Grounds Coffee and the Dorkening Podcast Network. You can check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. There's over 450,000 shows, uh, so pretty much anything you're into, there's a show for it. You can check us out on uh, our Facebook group and on the Dorkening, Pod- uh, Dorkening Podcast Network.com. But I am not here by myself. I am joined by my co-host on the show and my co-host in life. She is the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Mistress of Merlot, the Queen Regent of Rosé. She is the Michael Phelps of Wine, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Queen of the Monsters, and an honorary Lizzie, ladies and gentlemen, Ashes of a Nightmare.
1: I have a wicked Halloween hangover.
0: See, my issue with Halloween is that, you know, some people are seem to be confused by the fact that it's not October thirty first anymore, so they don't know what to do. It's pre Halloween planning. Like it's either Halloween or it's pre Halloween well, planning. Well no,
1: see, here's the thing. It's it's never over. Like it's it's never truly over. But October thirty first is the one day where you can just kinda like let your let your let your freak frag fry, you know? Freak frag, and, fry? Yeah. Uh,
0: Creek just kind flag. of
1: you know live the life that you live 365 days of year a year but you can kind of do it to like the nth degree uh and i indulge i love halloween i love the fact that you know it feels like the the rest of the world i mean i know it's kind of exaggerating here but it feels like the rest of the world is on the same page as as you know myself and my friends and it's just kind of like and it's nice to just feel like you fit in for once, you know, when everyone's out trick or treating and watching spooky movies and dressing up and doing fun stuff, doing the stuff that we
0: do every other day of the year.
1: Right, right. But, you know, for this, this one day, it just feels extra special and it's nice. I mean, I took the opportunity to wear a Halloween onesie all day and sat on the couch and we ate so much candy, horror films and ate so much candy that I got a tummy ache because I'm a grown up and i can do that
0: (laughs) well i always say the same thing every year uh on november 1st i post the same clip and it's this one
1: it's over jenny it's over nothing is over nothing you just don't turn it off
0: it's true you just don't turn it off this is true nothing is over so anytime somebody says oh you know halloween is over nothing is over
1: keep halloween alive 365
0: so in that spirit we asked uh or you specifically asked the other day you came up with a really good question and we posted it and i like this because we get a lot of
1: there's a reason why i posted this question of course uh we were on our way to go see night of the living dead not a musical uh much to my chagrin, I was really hoping it was going to be a musical. I really wanted to see a chorus line of zombies just dancing and body parts flying everywhere. That would have been fantastic, but it's a play uh, and it was put on by a small playhouse and you know what? It wasn't bad. It was pretty good. They changed the story from the you know, obviously it's adapted from the film, Uh, so they changed the story a little bit. They definitely changed the ending, which I think i like this ending better
0: they did update it a little bit too um, a
1: little bit a little bit but you know the effects that they did on stage were fantastic yeah,
0: first three rows may get wet
1: uh which was surprising i was not expecting that uh there were a couple of jump scares that were really well done and and that's the thing too i'm a I think jump scares can be cheap if that's solely what you rely on. But, you know, a carefully placed, well-crafted jump scare, I can dig it. I like that.
0: Especially in a play and especially where you weren't expecting it to happen. Like, it's not like you had this, you know discordant string music building up to a crescendo and then the jump scare happened
1: right it's just you know pretty much a a quiet stage and then something would happen and you'd be like oh okay that was really good, and the actors portraying the zombies. Oh my goodness, the makeup was fantastic. And the it commitment. was really well done, right? And the commitment to be a zombie for the duration of the play and be consistent with their actions and their the noises, the moaning, the zombieisms. It was it was really well done. So we've been kind of on this zombie kick lately. Uh, today we are talking about Sean and Ed from. Shaun of of the the Dead, dead. uh, which kind of got us thinking about films and soundtracks and zombie killing. And if you were to create a zombie killing playlist, what song is a must-have for your playlist?
0: Yeah, and we got a lot of responses. I mean, me not realizing what was going on because I've just been so tired, I immediately added... Don't Stop Me Now by Queen.
1: Well, I mean, and a lot of people agreed with you. Trey, Tony, my friend Jay.
0: Yeah, because, I mean...
1: Well, because a lot of people, when they think of zombie-killing soundtracks, they think of the soundtrack to Shaun of the Dead.
0: Especially that specific scene, because it was done in rhythm with them... It's on random! (laughs) ...them beating uh, the, 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 the zombie with the pool cues... You know, like it, it made sense. So I'll start with uh, our our, our friend uh, Spencer Gray said King 810 Hellhounds. I'm not familiar with that at all. There's a lot of things on here that I'm not familiar with. But uh, that's, that's what Spencer said would be on his zombie killing soundtrack.
1: Our friend Eric said Zombie Killers by Leslie and the Les featuring Elvira.
0: Ooh, that's a that's a good one. Um, again, I'm not familiar with that one. And uh, our buddy Jay says, uh, aborted discography. I don't know them, but they sound like uh, I'm guessing a, a death metal band. If I were to if I were to take a random guess.
1: Pretty sure you would be correct. Dr. Berg, my boss, said dazed and confused. That's an interesting one.
0: Yeah, I mean it's I mean, a it, long it's a song long too.
1: song so it would give you, you know, a lot of time to get the job done. There's definitely a build up.
0: I had a uh I had a, a, an album like a like a two tape, two cassette tape set that had a 17 minute version of Dazed and Confused. Wow. Uh William Thomas Boyle says Beastie Boy Sabotage. Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart mm. and the Bee Gees Staying Alive. So Okay, I get it. I mean, that gives you each one of those gives you like sabotage and Kickstart My Heart give you like a good adrenaline boost and then staying alive. I mean it's just in on the joke. Well, not only that it gives you a good rhythm. And you know, I find that ironic because they tell you uh in CPR classes when you're doing chest compressions do it to the the rhythm of staying alive. Which, unless you do it like they did it in the office, but yeah,
1: John, you end up wearing their face. Uh, your cousin Ethan said Barracuda by heart. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good. I, I always loved the uh, the baseline to that.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, I like that. Uh, El Goro from the Talk Without Rhythm podcast. Says Rosillos or Rosillos. I don't know if they're they're Spanish or not. Somebody's gonna get their head kicked in tonight. Alright. I dig it. I dig it.
1: Our friend Melissa Potter from E-Scope said drowning pool bodies.
0: Well, yeah, let the bodies hit the floor.
1: I mean that's you know, it's it's appropriate
0: uh it came from the 508 production said uh monolith to inhumanity by cattle decapitation which i'm gonna go out on a limb and say they're probably uh, adult contemporary easy listening
1: Mm, right up there with michael bolton yes yeah
0: like a michael bolton or a michael buble uh
1: phil from
0: dark discussions dark discussions
1: said style by taylor swift
0: not what I would choose, but to um, each I mean, their you own. You know,
1: yes, to each their own. Uh, but that is not. If I were going to choose a Taylor Swift song to slay zombies to, it would probably be "Shake It Off." Yeah, it has more of like a beat to it, and you can really get into it, and uh, you shake the zombies off the pole after you stab them in the head.
0: One of my uh, writing friends, uh, Lila Yukazy says back from the dead by skillet wake the dead by the used and astro zombies by the misfits i i get it you know i'm not overly familiar with all those songs but i can I, I, i can dig it
1: our friend joe said raining blood by slayer
0: okay uh we have uh eight inch alchemy says uh super beast by rob zombie okay i dig it
1: yeah that works um, my friend brandy said another one bites the dust another Queen song
0: yep uh kevin from uh oh shit which one is he which uh, um secret underground hideout wicked uh, black Horror and white Show. fright yeah a bunch of bunch of podcasts says uh nwo by ministry all right I can see it
1: my sister jumped in on the fun and said sarcasm by Get Scared. Yeah. Don't mind us. We're just spilling our guts.
0: I mean, if I'm going to go songs like that, I would go Zombie Dance by Escape the Fate. Uh, uh, Christine, one half of Chris Steve, says uh, Boris the Spider by The Who?
1: That's an interesting choice. So she also uh commented on my post and she said typo negative black number one.
0: Yeah, I could see and that. She, you
1: know, again, it has like that build up, so it could get you in the mood to to slay a few few zombies.
0: What else you got? That's the that's the extent on uh, Okay, on so the page. our friend
1: Heather from Scully Couture said radioactive by Imagine Dragons.
0: That's got a good beat to it to club zombies.
1: Our friend Coop from a whole plethora of podcasts, Cooper Duper, Ballroom Blitz.
0: Ooh, the original or, or the, the one cru- by the crucial, crucial
1: Taunt? taunt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably the Crucial Taunt uh, version. Absolutely Crucial Taunt. Our friend George said, "Some heads are gonna roll" by Judas Priest. Okay our friend thomas who just did a really uh thorough and interesting 31 days of the Halloween. 13th wolfman yes the 13th wolfman every day in october he posted a film review and i admire his dedication to. he's his also craft, doing really. november as well uh yeah the the new new the 30
0: days half november
1: yes like new new watches it's yes. November. Uh, so he said, "Spirit in the Sky" by Norm Greenbaum.
0: That's so weird because that, like, that's the song that they use for Apollo thirteen. But like, if you listen to the, the lyrics, it's all about somebody that really, really, really wants to go to heaven and like how they're going to be good and like do, do good things. Uh, he
1: also said, "Ballroom Blitz," okay, "Black Betty" by Ram Jam, and "The Bitches Back" by L.A. Guns.
0: Okay, is that a cover of Elton John?
1: I don't know. I would have to look that up. Maybe. Like, the Elton John version is fantastic. Actually, you know who does a really good version of that song? Elton John. Tina
0: Turner. Oh, I've never heard it.
1: Oh, Tina Turner does a fantastic version of The Bitch's Back.
0: I do like her version of Proud Mary, though.
1: Uh, Our buddy Agent Nicole jumped in and said, The Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin.
0: That's that's because it keeps getting used in all the Marvel stuff like Thor Ragnarok. I
1: mean it's still a good song. Oh, it's not, not a bad song, but knock like it. No, no, I'm
0: not knocking it. But like it does have that good uh that good beat to to start, you know, getting all wound up and like the good build up and then I can hear her yelling at uh you know, at the same time as uh what's his name there?
1: Uh, And our buddy Steve Van Sampson... The other half of Chris Steve. Yes, the other half of Chris Steve. Posted something off of YouTube. It says, Go tell Aunt Rhody Resident Evil official soundtrack, full version.
0: Ooh, I haven't heard that one, but that's a a good one. So I have a new one that I wanted to add. Okay. Because... Well,
1: this is your show, and you can do that. I know.
0: Well, that's why I'm doing it. Um, I'm going to say... uh oh Jesus what is the name of that fucking song the new one from uh Ice Nine kills
1: I mean they just dropped a whole the fucking Resident album
0: The Resident Evil one
1: Rainy day
0: Rainy day that's what it was I couldn't think of the name of it and I had just listened to the CD You know a the while new ago.
1: one they just dropped a right, whole fucking album
0: Right but you know you just said Resident Evil you know so I thought you would you would get that you know cuz like that's a that's a really good one. And Ex Mortis cuz that's a fun jaunty tune to, you know, use to kill zombies. What about you? What's what's on your list?
1: Uh, so I would want something really upbeat to kind of keep me going, kind of you know keep me wanting to 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 just you know, because I'm assuming now I wouldn't know firsthand, but I'm assuming that slaying zombies is a very daunting and exhausting task.
0: Yeah, it and would that be you tiring. would need
1: something to kind of keep your mind off of how just exhausted you are, and to kind of keep the keep the adrenaline going. And bad romance
0: and, by Lady Gaga. Well,
1: I mean you know that. That's that's not a terrible choice, uh, but no, the first song that popped into my mind was "Wanna Be" by the Spice Girls.
0: Okay, I can see. I mean, that's definitely be your like song. If you
1: want to be my lover, while I'm like stabbing the guts out of some zombie,
0: that's you not like, gonna kill him. You
1: gotta get with my friends.
0: That's not gonna kill him. You gotta get him in the head. Well, no, I would shit. sing the I would sing the Fido song. That's what I would sing in the head and not the chest headshots are the very best
1: um i would also probably put uh rupaul supermodel of the world
0: oh that's a good one
1: yeah you, you're about to work cover girl
0: yeah I know now that turn one. to
1: the left now turn to the right sashay shantae you be like sashay shantae kill these zombies
0: okay zombie away Slash A-O-A Slash A-O-A
1: Zombie you stay Slash A-O-A
0: Um, Dragula by Rob Zombie That's a good one Like that would Cause that's got um, A lot of energy to it And a good beat You know Like Mm -hmm. it's got that bass line Like then the drum line there Uh, That's a good one What else you got
1: uh let me see I mean so many good ones were already named. Um oh.
0: I would also say Du Hast by uh by uh Rammstein.
1: I mean that's a that is a good one. That's a good one. I'm trying to think I would put a Gaga song on. Uh you know Bad Romance is good. But oh you know what Telephone.
0: I I honestly thought you were just about to say that. Like that's not bad but I, I, I would go bad romance over telephone.
1: Something that I could just kind of like dance to while I'm like, uh, getting my groove on. So it'd while be like you uh the head.
0: lollipop Chainsaw.
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: I get it. Um Yeah, there's there's a lot of really good songs that like Oh, you know what? And this one's like all instrumental. Uh Orion by Metallica. Like that's a pretty good one. Like I could I could see that. I know, yeah. You're making a face, but that's all right. You don't have to use that on your zombie playlist.
1: I will. I will keep my feelings for Metallica out of this conversation.
0: Yeah, but it's a good, it's a good instrumental song. Um, that one's not bad. Um, you know what? One I could see you uh, killing zombies too, because it's almost uh, like a lamentation.
1: Blood by in this moment.
0: Well, oh, there's that one. Uh, that's a really good one. Um, but, uh, you know, because it's, you know, yeah, you're killing zombies, but these used to be people with a with a family and, and a life. And, you know, it's kind of sad. Like, you're releasing them from this fleshy prison, you know, and finally letting them rest. Uh, the Light of the Seven by Ramin Javity. Mm. So, I mean, it's ten minutes long.
1: I mean, uh, it, it, it's not... Uh after the pickup,
0: I would also say. Uh,
1: it, it could work.
0: Dare by Stan Bush. I mean, you thought I was going to say, You got the you touch. You got the
1: touch. I mean, that
0: one's you obvious. Got the power. Uh, it's Rain and Men by uh, the Weather Girls. Mm. I mean, that's just a great song to begin with.
1: Like any disco song would be fabulous to sing. Hot play Stuff Zombies by too. Donna Summer.
0: Mm. Like, it got a great. Great Rhythm, um, In the Navy by The Village People. <laughs> uh, like, those are those are great songs, and they've got great rhythm for, like, you know, chopping and hacking, and I think those those would be good songs. Like, we could probably keep doing this for, like, a while. Um, I would also say I'm gonna throw two more out, and then now I'm gonna be done. Uh, and these are, uh, cartoon soundtracks, um... Batman the Animated Series and obviously uh, the X-Men soundtrack X-Men the Animated Series like the one that came out in the 90s That one uh, I could absolutely crush zombies too. Do you have any other ones you want to add?
1: I'm trying to think you know, you think I would have come to this prepared uh, seeing as I posed the question Um,
0: Well, sometimes it's better to just you know do it off the top of your head because that way you get the cleaner more real answers you know, because we haven't had time to think.
1: Abigail and. by Emotionless and White. Oh, good
0: one. The only problem with that one is it's only, it's like under three minutes.
1: Well, you know what? I better get to work then.
0: Yeah. Because I was thinking contraculitis because it has like that that like kind of intense beginning but then like that really fast like double bass thing going on. Or
1: we only come out at night.
0: That's a good one that's a really good one. Undead ahead, you know, any of the mm-hmm. zombie themed ones. Um I don't know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good zombie songs out there. I mean, Zombie by the Cranberries, no one threw I that mean- out. <laughs> I mean, that's not one that I would that I would go to cuz I don't think it's you know, it's kind of in the same realm as in the Light of the seven.
1: What's well, uh it's a little more metaphorical than on the news. Yeah,
0: not exactly, like not real zombies, just yeah. So, I think this is a good place to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we will be discussing Sean and Ed from Shaun of the Dead. And not just because it rhymes, but because they're some of our favorite characters. And I know what you're thinking. You covered those before. No, we didn't, because I was out that day. And plus, it was like five years ago. So, time for a revisit. So, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be discussing all things Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, (coughs) it's scary. What's up, UFOnauts? It's your UFO guy, Rob Christofferson. Have you ever been curious about the UFO phenomenon, but unsure of where to start? Have you ever wondered about just what
1: crashed at Roswell? Have you ever wanted common sense advice about licking UFOs? answers don't then check out the Our strange skies podcast where we dive
0: into america's rich ufo history and uncover what these sightings say about ourselves you can find us on apple podcasts google play stitcher and most podcast apps as well as facebook twitter and instagram don't forget to look up because you never know what you'll find in our strange skies in gray we trust Do you ever think that modern life is not for you? Do you do the same dead-end job every day?
1: Is your love life dying on its feet?
0: To a wonderful mom.
1: Oh, okay? have you ever felt that you're turning into... Something in the world? ...a zombie? Maybe
0: you're not alone. He said... Although no one official is prepared to comment, religious groups are calling it judgment day. It is vital that you stay in your homes and avoid all physical contact with the assailants.
1: Oh, he's got so what's the plan? Oh. Bash him in the head, that seems
0: to work out. Why have we got to girl go to Lizzie? Because I love her. Alright, go. Do something like
1: there. Hold
0: it up. I'm coming. Oh. Here it comes. Shine. 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 Shine and we are back there we go that's more like it uh i hope you enjoyed that uh, opening discussion and as you just heard that was the trailer for shawn of the dead so ashes we have a specific history with 2004 uh, shawn of the dead because we had to try several times to get through that movie
1: you love telling that story don't you i do
0: love telling that story but you know we're not getting into complete detail but uh one of the first movies we we bonded over was uh of the dead because she had never seen it correct and i was like oh well i'll bring it over and we can watch it and i brought it over and we tried watching
1: it. So, it, it, yes, it took several attempts, but I did watch it to completion and since then have seen it uh, a so
0: times. many times. Yeah.
1: So many times. It's definitely up there. Top 10 uh, all-time films for me. Um, it's just so good. It's so good. It kicks off the Cornetto trilogy, which is just a really fantastic trio of films.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know... It, if we're just taking them at, at face value, like it's hard to decide which is better, this or Hot Fuzz.
1: So, uh, well, I I think Shaun of the Dead is better only because I'm slightly biased to it, but Hot Fuzz is just equally fantastic. You know, uh, super great characters, very, very, very quotable, uh, you know, and, and The World's End isn't that bad either. I, just think- I think it's the weakest of the three films. Yes. Uh, it's the film that I've seen the least amount of times.
0: Do so I have to rewatch it just to see uh, what Well, we I'm think.
1: thinking we should probably just, you know, we're going to have to... I know we... we Did hot fuzz in the past but like Shaun of the Dead I wasn't there you weren't on that episode so I feel like those characters are characters that we need to well next week we're doing something else but uh, definitely characters that we will revisit in the future and you know we'll probably just have to end it with the world's end
0: yeah and the thing that I like is uh, one of the underrated pieces of the Cornetto trilogy is that Martin Freeman gets uh, increasingly larger roles as the trilogy rolls on.
1: Well, what's funny is he becomes increasingly more popular with every film. Well, now, his popularity and the films neither have one to do with the other. It's it's kind of like coincidence. Well,
0: he was fairly popular at the time for The Office.
1: Right, but what I'm saying, though, is... Uh, over here we really didn't know who he was
0: right he had done some like smaller roles like you know but he had started he had done um you know obviously the the hobbit stuff but that came out uh after the Cornetto trilogy but I think before the third one I think he did the first Hobbit movie and you know when he'd started getting introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and you know he'd started doing a bunch of other things too uh Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy um which was again another really really uh you know Sam Rockwell Alan Rickman uh most deaf like there's some high quality actors in that as well
1: so fun fact before we kick this off Uh, We keep calling it the Cornetto Trilogy, and that's kind of the unofficial title of all of these films, you know, put together. And each film uh, depicts a different type of Cornetto. So in Shaun of the Dead, the red wrapper, which is the strawberry flavor, makes its appearance And according to Edgar Wright, red represents the blood and zombies, which Mm -hmm. is obviously the main motif in this film. Uh, For his other films, Hot Fuzz, it was the blue and uh, vanilla flavor, uh, representing the police. While in the final part, The World's End, it was green and peppermint with chip, representing science fiction and extraterrestrial elements.
0: Yeah, which, you know, definitely makes sense. And... One of my favorite things, because we actually covered this on uh, the Then Is Now podcast, Uh, myself, Rigor, and Spencey, uh, we talked about this, and one of the things that came from this film was that uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright uh, started a rumor that they were going to be in George Romero's new Land of the Dead film.
1: They also started a rumor that dogs can't look up. Yes. Which is false dogs can look up
0: despite what big al says but Uh,
1: well also uh george romero saw the film and was very much impressed with it yeah and so the rumor that they started
0: yeah was that that they were going to be in it and someone asked romero and romero's like uh yeah all right
1: right because romero had seen this film and was really impressed with it and was like you know what Sure! Why not?
0: And they were, you know, fairly prominent in the uh, Get Your Picture Taken with a Zombie and they actually made it onto the poster art as well, which is uh, yes, they and did. The, the the box art for the, the DVD which was pretty awesome but that's not what we're discussing today I know it's Simon Pegg and zombies but uh, we are talking about 2004's Shaun of the Dead uh, we're talking Sean and we're talking Ed, um The writing in this is very brilliant. Uh, Edgar Wright does a superb job. And if you've seen an Edgar Wright film, I still wish I could have seen what an Edgar Wright Ant-Man film could have been. But I think we got glimpses of it here and there. Um, A lot of the dialogue is repeated verbatim from the beginning of the film to the end of the film by different characters or in different situations that sort of... Uh, gives it completely new meaning. Like when they're playing Time Splitters 2. Uh, what were you going to say? I
1: was going to say that the repetition of you got red on you.
0: Yeah, like that takes on different meanings as they go throughout the. Uh,
1: you know it became more than just his red pen leaking and bleeding into his pocket it was he was literally covered in blood at one point
0: yes, some of it his own at, uh, at one point and you know that was one of those homages that uh, gets overlooked because it's not a zombie film, but when he has the uh, tie wrapped around his head after getting hit in the hit in the skull with the dart, uh, that's a reference to the deer hunter. Which, oh, I
1: thought that was a Rambo thing.
0: No, because of the way it's wrapped up like it's, it doesn't hang down. Oh. But it's just wrapped around that. Yeah, it's a that's a Deer Hunter reference cuz they're forced to play uh they're they're in a POW camp and they're they're forced to play uh Russian roulette against each other. And at one point, I think it's Christopher Walken just or or maybe it's De Niro. Like can't quite bring himself to do it, so the bullet kind of grazes his head, and they wrap a a thing around him, Uh, you know, to stop the bleeding and whatnot.
1: So, uh, fun fact: Did you know that Simon Pegg turned down a role in Dog Soldiers to make this film?
0: Yes, Uh, and it's funny because um, Dog Soldiers um, is a much more serious film, and I. I think his role ended up going to Sean Pertwee, but I may be wrong. Um but it definitely also does center around uh some dog stuff. Not the just dog stuff. Well, no, what one of the rites of passage is you have to shoot and kill a dog at the beginning. Oh. And um, you know the the well, that main guy like a horrible thing. is not able to do it, but Liam Liam Cunningham shoots the dog. It's like, oh, Sir Davos Aww. is a dick.
1: That's terrible.
0: But so, Sean is a shiftless, twenty-nine-year-old who works in a dead-end job at a at Fourie, named after Ken Fourie, uh Foree Electronics. I
1: mean, he's completely happy with his. Mundane, unremarkable life. He uh, isn't really trying to get ahead. He's just trying to keep the status quo. Uh, not even that. He, you know, if if he can go under par, like he will, whatever he can get away with. Uh, he's just kind of existing.
0: He kind of reminds me of a uh, Calvin and Hobbes cartoon where uh, Calvin and Susie Durkins are comparing their uh, tests that they got back. And she's like, Oh, I got an A. He's like, Well, oh, I'd hate to be you. I got a C And she's like, Why would you rather have a C than an A? And he says, I find my life is a lot easier the lower I keep everyone's expectations.
1: Well, and that's kind of Sean.
0: And even <clears throat> then, like he, And even it's lower the bare than him minimum. is Ed. Yeah, Ed. Ed doesn't has work. absolutely
1: no expectations. He doesn't work. He is a slug.
0: He plays time splitters too and drinks beer and smokes and sells pot
1: and what's funny is this film their relationship you know the 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 sean and ed relationship the friendship is based off of simon pegg and nick frost's real life friendship uh because they lived together for years and sometimes people would complain about their friendship now ultimately it was fruitful and you know uh resulted in a, a plethora of of films and collaborations. other collaborations yeah, yeah. and other projects and collaborations and whatnot. So, you know, it paid off in the end, but you know, there was a time when, you know, people didn't think it was going to do that. I believe including Edgar Wright.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense and, you know, you have you have the uh art imitating life type of thing and, you know, obviously they they both got uh you know, uh I want to say like a good laugh out of it, but like they both, you know, saw the well, comedic like, I feel like end they, of it.
1: But not only that, they kind of have the last laugh because both have gone on to not only you know collaborate and do more stuff together, but they've done do things. Stuff. They, I would say they've done a lot of stuff independently as as well. Now, I'm not gonna lie, when I see both of their names attached to a project, I get a little more excited than when I just see one of their names. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, they're living together. Um, and, and it's not even so. Ed technically isn't Sean's roommate. He's been, he slept over on the couch one night and never left. He's like an unofficial roommate.
0: He's like a squatter.
1: Kind of.
0: Yeah, because he doesn't bring in... He
1: doesn't pay rent. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. He just kind of exists. And in a sense, that's kind of what Sean is doing, too. You know, he has a, a strained relationship with his mother due to the strained relationship with his stepfather, mm-hmm. who just thinks he's a huge disappointment. Uh, he has this girlfriend, this girlfriend who is great, this girlfriend who is a go-getter, and she's super cheery, and, you know, she uh, tries to do things with her life and tries to succeed and, you know, exceed expectations. Although we don't um, know
0: what she does.
1: We don't know what she does, but it's just all in her attitude and how she presents herself and, um, you know, uh, the company that she keeps so to speak
0: yeah because she has uh, multiple flatmates as well being she's um, a
1: little she's a little more she's a little more posh yes a little more uppity uh, Than Sean, um, her friends believe that she is definitely dating beneath her.
0: Yeah, she's definitely punching below her weight on that one.
1: You know, they've been together for three years. It's like their third anniversary, literally. Uh, you it was know, the week uh, before. The, you know, so he, oh, was it the week before? Yeah,
0: because it's like, oh, what did you do? It's like, oh yeah, isn't it your anniversary soon? It was last week. What'd you do? We came here
1: oh right the wind- so he's trying to make it up to her by you know doing nice stuff and whatever but uh, his mother hasn't even met his girlfriend
0: in three years in
1: three years You know, that's kind of like how serious he's taking this. Obviously, they don't live together Uh, and she's questioning things. She's kind of wants to know, where's this going? Am I wasting my time? Like, what am I doing? You know, questions that a lot of women ask, you know, just in
0: general. Yeah. And, you know, Sean, you know, but
1: here's the thing. Sean tries. Sean tries, but there's no follow-through.
0: Yeah, and he ends up just he resorting back. He tries to
1: get t- reservations uh, at Fulci's, you know, the place with all the fish.
0: Yes, that's literally what it says in the ad.
1: cheese. the place with all the fish. Um he was supposed to get reservations. Uh, you know, it's apparently a really hopping place. Um, everyone's just dying to get in.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, did, and he didn't do it he early didn't, enough. He didn't
1: do what he was supposed to do. He didn't make reservations ahead of time. He called the day of, and obviously it just wasn't going to happen. He was supposed happen. to call
0: in the morning, and he didn't call until he got out of work and got home.
1: But the thing is, he was supposed to call ahead of time, and, and he didn't.
0: Yeah, and there was even like a slight argument between him and Pete, their roommate played by the amazing Peter Serafinowicz, and uh, uh uh Ed and the phone started ringing and so, you know, they're both like you get it. No, you get it. And it ended up being Liz saying, you know, make the reservation for this time and he it completely slipped his mind. You know, we start seeing you know, little clues about the upcoming apocalypse, you know, people collapsing on the street or, you know, that that weird guy trying to eat the bird. Well,
1: and, and that's the thing, you know, this whole film is a metaphor for the mundane and the fact that people are so busy doing nothing that they don't pay attention to what's going on around them. They're so... Uh, Absorbed. Focused, yeah, so absorbed, so focused. So, uh, you know, uh, with what they're doing or what they're not doing, doing nothing, you know, and we see that. We see him kind of, you know, people shuffling along and we see, you know, little bits of this potential outbreak in the background. Uh, but nobody's paying attention. Nobody's paying attention. Well, he's not and, anyways. And well, you know, neither is is Ed. And that's actually inspired by, um, in 2001, uh, there was this, hold on, I have it in my notes here, I want to make sure that I get it right, Um, there was this uh, outbreak, I think it was like a handful it's not hand foot and mouth disease Uh, that is incorrect but there was this um, outbreak of of uh... I have a lot of notes why do I have so many notes
0: because you're trying to be thorough
1: very thorough Um... oh my god it's in here somewhere
0: anyway there was an outbreak of an easily controllable disease
1: right and what happened was uh it was on the news obviously people were covering it and stuff but it was two weeks or as edgar wright said a fortnight before he realized that anything was going on he turned on the telly and saw uh, cattle being burned on the news and was like what the hell is going on so that was kind of the inspiration for this the being so absorbed in what was Going, you know, being so absorbed with what's going on in your own life, uh, being so focused on the smaller picture that you can't really uh, can't see the bigger picture.
0: Yeah, you're you're focused on other things. And
1: that's why, you know, he said, um, because people were, were, were commenting like, well, is that really realistic? You know, that that people wouldn't that people wouldn't notice, you know, that people wouldn't notice other people behaving differently that people wouldn't notice other people uh you know consuming other people and attacking people in the streets and uh, government yeah. can't tell me what
0: to do it's my right to be yeah. eaten by a well, zombie. I mean especially
1: you know as its first beginning you know like uh well, look at the whole bath salts thing that happened a few years ago oh and the
0: people were doing the bath salts and then like turning it into zombies in Florida man Florida man Flo- yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Fucking Florida, man. Uh, and those fucking bath salts. Um, but yeah, anyway, so, you know, he's just kind of shuffling through his life, uh, dealing with the monotony of the day-to-day. And, not really you know, planning not for the future, just really, taking stuff as it comes to him. Well, not even that. Just kind of, you know doing the bare minimum to survive so when they do realize that things aren't quite right and i do love that scene where they see the girl standing in the garden um mary and then in order to well i i don't know why they decided to 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 waste so many good records but uh they did um, and apparently so fun fact they reached out to several different artists just to kind of get their permission to maybe like use their record or uh display their mention artwork. It. Yeah. And Sade specifically said yes, which is why they mention her.
0: And, and apparently
1: it. it's like a thing in a couple of other uh projects that they've done. They they've mentioned Sade.
0: That's pretty fun. She's a boom operator. Sade? Yeah.
1: Show boom operate. I I get it. I get it. Uh, But, anyways, that's when they realize that something is is going on. Something is not quite right. And something
0: seems to be amiss.
1: This is when we kind of see a little bit of a character shift for Sean uh his first instinct and, and oh at this point liz has broken up with him because liz he is, didn't
0: make the well, she hasn't followed through on anything
1: exactly there there's no follow through and she's fed up after three years she's finally fucking had it and you know what don't blame her uh so there's a slight shift in sean i'll try to say that there's a slight shift to sean um and we slowly start to see th- his his character evolve, his character change, uh, for the better, I might say. And this character evolution um, really, you know, comes full circle at the end.
0: Yes, because, you know, despite his best efforts, he wasn't able to protect people the way he had intended everything he thought he was doing and everything that he thought he knew because he had such a narrow view of the world his his world was you know the apartment the shop across the street work liz the winchester and occasionally his mom's house like that was it that was his entire world he had never really ventured anywhere else you know to the point where like Wherever they were in the city, he always knew where the Winchester was, you know, and, you know, as evidenced by the way, he was able to navigate the shortcut, which wasn't the best shortcut.
1: Right. And it's kind of funny that he chose the Winchester. So, you know, his plan is to, you know, grab Liz, get his mom, get Phil if he absolutely had to kill Phil. Well, I mean, he ended up having to kill Phil. Well, that was Uh, part of
0: the plan. You Grab Mum, kill Phil.
1: Right, because he had been bitten.
0: Yes. You know, go to the Winchester and wait for all this to blow over.
1: How's that for a slice of fried gold?
0: Yeah, and, you know, like, and even that, like, that's the thing. It's like, all right, we're going to go to our favorite place where we're secure and we'll just hope for the best and hope that everything works out the way it should
1: well and and then it's really funny because liz is kind of exasperated by the fact that you the winchester the winchester is the place that we're gonna go and that we're just we're it's just gonna be okay yeah okay um but at least it was uh it was a place that they chose i mean obviously sean knew where it was uh it seemed like a logical home base to him anyways um you know with his with his crew of people that he had obtained throughout the film, so, uh, you know, he he was able to get his mom. uh, They grabbed Phil, ultimately had to kill Phil, grabbed Liz, grabbed her roommates, much to the chagrin of Sean and Ed, um, and they made it to the Winchester, and there is kind of what, I mean, like, A, it's one of the most fantastic scenes of the film, Uh, but that's kind of when we see... Sean's character really shift even more. Uh, and we see Ed show up for really the first time.
0: Yeah, because Ed, even Ed was like, you know, until he got that pep talk from Sean, he's like taking a phone call in the middle of trying to evade a zombie horde. And, you know, Sean finally, you know, kind of snapped and, you know, he kind of admitted to what everyone had been saying to him this entire time that, you know, Ed was holding him back. His friendship for Ed, like the way that he wanted to just like protect him and and be friends with him and like have fun with him. Well,
1: he was friends with Ed because if he wasn't friends with Ed, Ed wouldn't have any friends.
0: Right. And... It did hold him back from, you know, experiencing his potential and seeing what he could do. And, you know, we get to see some of that as he's guiding this group of people through the film. Well, and
1: I think that's the that's the thing. You know, Sean never really viewed himself as much of a leader. He thought he was a, a follower. And sometimes it takes a certain situation. You know, maybe it's getting a promotion at work or, you know, maybe it's... Uh, the zombie apocalypse where you you kind of find your footing and, you know, you see panic and chaos all around you and you realize that somebody needs to do something. Somebody needs to take leadership. Somebody needs to form a plan. Somebody needs to, you know, uh, get their head on straight and lead the people whoever's in your group you know to safety and he felt physically responsible for m- most of the people in their group you know liz's roommates he could have given a fuck but you know this scene when he finds out that his mother has been bit
0: yeah that was sad
1: and you know that. Despite him doing everything that he possibly could to save her, realizing that his best was not good enough mm-hmm. devastated him and in that scene uh Simon Pegg tapped into something where he got into this this headspace where he envisioned it was his own mom mmm to the point where, like, Nick Frost is bawling his eyes out, too, because he's going along this journey with Simon Pegg. And, like, it was just... it was just, He was so overcome with emotion, and that emotion was real. You know, thinking about the loss of, of his mom.
0: Yeah, and then having to be the one to, you know, put her down as a zombie. Right. Like, you know, he's... You know... Philip was an acceptable loss. He he always knew that that was coming, um, but you know Philip confiding in him, saying, you know, it's hard to be a, a dad. And, like you were already thirteen when I met you, and you know it was so hard. Like I, I, you know, just wanted you to be a good man. I've always been proud of like who you've become, and you know that totally like shook his world. But then to lose his mom, and then to lose David and Diane just a few minutes later, and than to lose ed like he's everything that's familiar to him his entire world is crumbling all around him and there's nothing he can do
1: oh poor pickle
0: oh he was in a bit of a pickle yes
1: oh, i love pickle uh his mother was adorable by the way uh yes. the actor
0: who played barbara her.
1: Uh, we're coming no. to get you barbara
0: yeah there's a lot of uh, uh, fun nods to um other films well
1: and this is you know let's talk about ed for a minute uh he fully sacrificed himself for the greater good oh yeah the greater good uh you know he had a moment where he really could have saved himself and in all honesty i feel like in that moment realized that the greatest thing he ever could do was sacrifice himself for his friend because his friend had already sacrificed so much throughout the years for him now whether or not he had that epiphany i don't know but you know maybe that's a nice story it's nice to think about that you know that he sacrificed himself for his friend so his friend could live and you know live a life uh free of of him of ed
0: penelope wilton is her name
1: you know, it, they actually reached out to Helen Mirren for that role.
0: Helen Mirren would have been amazing in that.
1: But uh, there was a reason why she said no.
0: Because um, she's Helen Mirren?
1: Well, I maybe. I mean, maybe. Uh, but, I mean, why, why wouldn't you? Um, she turned down with a note that she would rather play other funnier characters.
0: I mean... Barbara was funny a couple of times.
1: Well, I think it's all in the delivery, you know, like the, the lines weren't really that funny. Um, you know, you're playing the the lead character's mother, but it was it was in the <sighs> The, the way that she approached certain lines, her the facial delivery,
0: exp- her facial expressions, the way she moved—like, yeah, the, it was the physical comedy, you know,
1: it, right? More right, than, a little bit of a cluelessness to her, um, you know, just kind of like that—that that doting mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a but in a funny. Do you want sugar
0: in your tea? I haven't had sugar in my tea since 1982. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah. You know, like, um, yeah, th- th- these these are some phenomenal characters like these two together not just you know sean and ed but simon pegg and edgar wright have shown over and over and over again you know because they they've done four movies where they play like buddies together you know obviously the cornetto trilogy and then paul
1: oh shit i forgot about paul
0: yeah um (laughs) like having these two together It's like a classier Farley and Spade.
1: But one of the things that I love is the journey that you go on with these characters, the character evolution, uh, and the end of the story. Like, you know, the end of the film is so satisfying. Uh, the, The zombie apocalypse has been tamed, so to speak, and they turned it into reality TV uh Sean and Liz have moved in together. The flat is now a more suitable place for clean and homey. people to to live um and Ed is still around. Ed is still there. he is in the shed tethered up undead playing PlayStation.
0: Well, and it's funny because um a lot of the character names um, Mirror what their ultimate fate is, it rhymes with it, like Yvonne has moved on, and Ed is dead, Ed is dead. Barbara is a cadaver I guess if you say it in a British accent, uh Phil gets killed, you know uh, I don't know David and Diane does nothing. I don't know what rhymes with David,
1: Dave gets shaved?
0: No, he, he gets pulled apart like Rhodes in uh, Day of the Dead.
1: Died? Dies? Well,
0: I mean, that's lame.
1: But well, I just, uh,
0: But, you know, they...
1: Reaching, sorry. When
0: you've seen this movie several times, like if you look at the opening scene where they're... Um, not the opening, but right after Liz dumps uh, Sean and they're in the Winchester and ed lays out the entire plot of the movie he's like we'll have a bloody mary first thing and that's mary from landis supermarkets you know take a bite at the king's head and that's what happens philip gets bitten in the head Mm -hmm. uh have a couple at the little princess you know liz is a little princess and then dave and diane are the couple and then bang we stagger back here for shots and they pretended to be zombies to stagger back there and use the gun that was above the bar to shoot zombies
1: which was a winchester
0: yeah a winchester rifle um which is you know the the <gasps> that's which, the
1: name uh, of the thing the
0: winchester mystery house yes because somebody told uh lady winchester that she would be haunted by the ghost of everyone who was killed by a Winchester rifle, which is why she continually built the house to keep to make the spirits uh, no, get but lost. I,
1: I meant the pub. The name of the pub is oh. the Winchester. Well, and there's a Winchester. But, but thank you for that.
0: I was say it's great quarter past two. Little
1: piece of knowledge that you just and in
0: and it ties into the Helen Mirren thing because she was I, I in did. The, the Winchester yep. movie.
1: Okay. Full circle All moment. All right.
0: Look at that. That's um. called a teaser and a follow up. <laughs> I don't know.
1: But there's something so lovable about these characters. Uh, you know, obviously we mentioned the writing is. Fun brilliant. I love the writing so much and obviously the writing, you know, uh it, it's similar in Hot Fuzz, it's similar in World's End, although I think the writing in uh Shaun of the Dead in Hot Fuzz is a little better. Um but it's just it's so good. So good.
0: Yeah, there's there's really no weak uh weak link at any point um in this film. Like every single thing is Like, every scene is excellent. Everything that you see at the beginning comes back full circle at the end. Like, everyone you see at the beginning, you know, whether they're waiting for the bus or walking down an alleyway or whatever, you later see as a zombie.
1: And you just, you find yourself rooting for these kids. You just, you want them to succeed. You want them to get to the end. And even though, you know, Ed does die, he does it in a very valiant way. And, you know, he's not, he's not completely dead he's just mostly dead
0: yeah he's undead, undead i mean he's ed. still
1: he's still available to uh
0: Played play video games too.
1: and uh yeah you know player two has entered the game
0: yeah so i think this is a pretty good spot to uh to take a quick break and when we come back we will uh, wrap things up and let you know what's going on next week
1: so and drop a new battle
0: oh yeah we'll be right back check out the dorkening podcast network my mom says i'm cool available on itunes spotify thedorkening.com and wherever fine podcasts can be found At Strongwilled Sports Memorabilia and More, our mission is to raise as much money and awareness for pediatric cancer research as possible through the giving away of authenticated, autographed sports memorabilia and more. All proceeds from our games will be donated to various pediatric cancer foundations, with the majority going to the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and the Jimmy Fund. Our mission to give back began when Craig and Kara's son William was diagnosed with a stage 4 Wilms tumor, and his courage to fight and overcome his cancer ultimately led to the start of the hashtag Strongwilled movement. For more information on how to donate and support this great cause, please visit the hashtag Strongwilled Sports Memorabilia and More Facebook group.
1: Can I get any of you cunts
0: a drink? that of course being uh the Shaun of the dead theme which uh i think it's by the specials um but i might be wrong um anyways that's the uh the song that plays over the uh, opening credits but i don't think it's the uh i don't think it's the specials specials did ghost town but uh, i hope you enjoyed that discussion about uh Sean and ed uh, again one of our favorite movies and a couple of our favorite characters. Uh, we have a lot of different Funkos and posters and things like that because we love that so much. And you know, we are going to have a, uh, a couple more episodes dedicated to the rest of the Cornetto trilogy. But that's not what we're doing uh, next week. Next week, what do we got going on there? Uh,
1: so it's another first-time watch for me. Uh, And then kind of a first-time watch for the both of us. Yes. Uh, We're talking Paul Atreides from Dune.
0: And, yeah, we're going to be talking about the the kind of comparing and contrasting the two films because we haven't read any of the books. And to be honest, re-watching the movie the other day, there was so much of it that I totally forgot about. Um it was almost like another first time watch for me because I hadn't watched it in a couple of years. It so. was,
1: uh, it was, it was interesting to say the least. So I'm going to save my uh, critiques and stuff for next week. But, but yeah, we are talking Paul Atreides from Dune next week. So it should be a really interesting episode.
0: Yes, but uh, to wrap up this week, we have a new battle, and when we have a new battle,
1: we have to play the battle theme.
0: There
1: we go. So what do we got? So this week we are throwing down a friend for the end of the world. Which character would you join forces with in hopes of surviving the zombie apocalypse? Now you can choose from Sean from Shaun of the Dead, Scott Ward, that was actually Dave Batista's character in Army of the Dead, Rick from The Walking Dead, or Tallahassee from Zombieland.
0: Oh, those are some pretty good choices. Uh, You know, pretty much all... All zombie stuff, but... Uh,
1: do you think that was done on purpose?
0: I, I think that there's a theme going there for some reason. It
1: might have been done on purpose.
0: Yeah. So, that's what we got coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, some more Cornetto stuff. We got Dune next week. We're going to... Like I said, we're going to compare and contrast. Although, I don't know... How do you compare Kyle MacLachlan in his first film to Timothy Chalamet? I mean, it's... it's.
1: I... we, we, we will Yes.
0: Sean Young versus <laughs> yes. Zendaya. Uh Jurgen Prochnow versus Oscar Isaac.
1: And speaking of Zendaya, kinda going into uh, you know, what you're watching, I just watched Euphoria and oh My God, I watched it at the recommendation of one of the kids that, uh, I work with and she was like, no, you should really, you should really check it out. Like, it's not what you think it is. Like, it's kind of what you think it is, but it's not what you think it is. It's a little deeper, uh, than, you know, how it kind of comes off. And oh my goodness, Zendaya is brilliant. Like I've liked her in other stuff that I've seen, you know, the Spider-Man movies, um, the greatest showman, uh, I think she's done some other stuff, too, but it's just phenomenal. Phenomenal actor, which makes me really excited to see her in Dune because, you know, knowing what the character is, what she can bring to the table, uh, I guess the biggest uh, criticism is she's only in the film for, like, seven minutes.
0: Well, you also have to remember that the original Dune that came out in 82 was about two and a half hours long, and it covered, like... All of the first book, and this Dune is two and a half hours long, and it covers half of the first Dune.
1: So it's like a it's a half mini, of the book mini Dune. So it's half a, a Dune.
0: So it's almost it's not even a Dune. It's more like a sand hill, <laughs> which I suppose that's what a Dune is. I don't know, but anyways, we are gonna be uh, doing that next week, and it's incredibly late. And I worked nine a.m. to two a.m. today, so. It's a long, long goddamn day. But uh, I think with that being said, we We will see you next Thursday. Thursday.